There is a candle in every soul. You're listening to Lit Speak with Patty Sheen on Blog Talk Radio. Some dark and cold. There is a spirit who brings a fire, ignites a candle, and makes his own. Morning and welcome. Here we praise the truth in God's creation through the ideas inspired by human imagination. During this hour, we hope to ignite your candle that you may use it to brighten the darkest corners in your world. Hey, let's. You know what? Uh, just while we get this on, I just, I just want to say this. Uh, I love this show. Well, I love this show too, but I like I, it a lot better when it works well. It, well, you know, sometimes <laughs> Blog Talk Radio does that to you. You just don't, you don't know what happens, and and that's what that what that's what goes. I do want to say this, and I said this to Christine, my wife. Okay, I told her we were out walking the other day, and I told her. I enjoy, I have enjoyed these guests that you have had. Well, I've been very blessed so, to have every single guest that we've had, believe me. Not yes. that I not that I don't enjoy uh um sitting here talking to oh, you. Come on, now be honest. You know you just put up with me, Derek. I mean, geez. I, I, I don't know. We're we're going to try and get uh Jimbo's trying to get Edie back, but I have. I have enjoyed I have enjoyed these very much. uh guests so much and even through the you know sometimes on blog talk radio we have trouble with with the um technical with the technical stuff and and everything but uh it always comes out so well and i was excited about this guest that was coming on and and every day after we have the show christine and i go walk and i tell her all about (laughs) i tell her that i enjoy being with you oh well thank you but um but it, it it has just been uh it has been just uh fascinating to the the people that you've and none of them seem to have overlapped like they they don't talk about the same, the same thing. thing yeah it is mm-hmm. just and and when we sat down to come up with this show and you you said you know I want to do this this whole idea every one of them have used a different uh, either through writing or or reaching out or something they've reached out with their christian faith in a just an amazing way, and I'm just uplifted every Tuesday. And so we'll we'll see if we've got Edie back on, but go ahead and tell us about your website and your Facebook first, and then we'll get Edie back on. All righty. Well, I do want to tell folks how they can connect with with the show and connect with me. I I do have a website, and it is www.pattysheen.com. The Patty Sheen is all one word. I also have a Facebook page, and it is entitled Literally Speaking, which is the title of our show. Yes. And I don't know if we got that in the beginning since we yeah. <laughs> had some mix yep. up there. There it is right there. For people who are, watching, who are going to be watching on YouTube, you can go to that Facebook page. And I also have a Twitter account, which is at Patty Sheen. And that kind of leads right into the introduction of yeah. our guest for today. Yes. Well, have you ever tried to navigate the the sea of social media only to find yourself daunted by doubts of how to get started 
drowning in waves of confusion or foundering in a flood of friends and followers? <laughs> Do you have trouble distinguishing the difference between a post and a tweet, a header and a hashtag? What changes can these channels of communication bring about in your life? You want to stay right here on Literally Speaking and listen to social media expert Edie Melson. Her numbers speak for themselves with 16 plus, 16 plus, excuse me, 16,000 plus followers on Twitter. Short changed her a lot. 3,000 friends and followers on Facebook. And get this number, folks, a whopping 1,333,000 unique visitors to her very popular blog, The Right Conversation. I'm excited about this one. I am. I, I, this this is right in my wheelhouse. I'm excited. Edie is the social. Oh, there's more. Edie oh. is the social media director for Southern Writers Magazine, the social media mentor for My Book Therapy, and a successful social media coach for many best-selling authors. She's the co-director of the Blue Ridge Mountains Christian Writers Conference, and the author of four books, including Connections social media, and networking techniques for writers. Another passion of Edie's is her support of and understanding toward military families. She is a military family blogger for Guideposts and while they, at While They Serve, excuse me, and the author of Fighting Fear, Winning the War at Home When Your Soldier Leaves for Battle. Welcome, Edie. It's such a pleasure to have you here. Wow, I don't think anybody could ever live up to an introduction like that. Thank you. <laughs> it's so good to hear Edie's voice. Edie, we apologize. We had a little problem with oh, blog talk there at so the very fun. beginning, and, and that happens sometimes. But uh, look at this. In just a few minutes, we got her back, and, and there she is. <laughs> now, everything knows that people know everything about you they ever wanted to know, right, Edie? <laughs> and then well, some, I think. Hardly. <laughs> not, not hardly. We're going to pick your brain this hour. Absolutely. <laughs> Edie, first of all, sh- uh, share your entry into the social media universe and how you gained your expertise. Well, I gained it kicking and screaming because I didn't want to be <laughs> any part of it. I am a, like a woman of a... I am a woman of a certain age, and I was not born with a digital gene. And um, our God has a very big sense of humor. I got my dream job back in 2008 as the managing editor of an online magazine. Um, The magazine, though, was for Christian young men who were in college, and I had only been at the office. That first day, about 10 minutes, discovered the only way these young men communicate is through social media. And I could barely work email. I didn't have a Twitter account. I didn't have a Facebook account. I didn't have anything. (laughs) So I either had to figure out a way to come up to speed, not just well enough to get by, but well enough to lead this team, or I had to quit. And truthfully, I'm just too stubborn to quit. (laughs) <laughs> Good for you. That's fantastic. <laughs> once, yeah, I know once I was <laughs> once I was able to figure things out though, I also discovered that I come at social media with uh, a lot of the fears that everybody else has and also as a writer and not a marketer and so that gives me kind of a unique voice. Mm. Yes. Mhm. 
Edie, I know right now you're teaching a class at the American Christian Fiction Writers email loop, the course loop, and it is on social media, and you are generating literally hundreds of emails as a response. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to ask you, what is it they say in 50 words or less? Yeah. No, not really. <laughs> Give us a brief overview of Facebook and Twitter. Well, I think I, this could be said for Facebook and Twitter and social media in general, is that a lot of people approach it as advertising and mass marketing, and it's really not that. What it is is a new neighborhood where we can make friends and connections and relationships, and then those people in turn support our writing and our endeavors um, with the ministries that we pursue. And I think that as long as we're looking at it as what we can do for others and by, just like the Bible says, putting others ahead of ourselves, the success will come. And I think that's one of the things that <clears throat> right now I'm I'm trying to set up a Twitter schedule, if you will. And I remember when I wrote to you and you recommended don't don't always be tweeting about yourself. Be tweeting about other people because that is going to draw them in. I know when I when I do a retweet, for example, I'll often get a response back, either a thank you or I will that person will retweet me. And that's what I've been trying to do anymore. Is is that kind of the idea? That is exactly the idea. The really cool thing is that I built my platform 100% on promoting other people ahead of myself. Because truthfully, when it comes to social media and stuff, other people know a lot more than me. I just read a bunch of of um, marketing blogs and things like that, and I go through the information and I try to pull out things that I think are valuable to other writers. And there are other writers who have valuable things on their websites about writing and about um, marketing and blogging and social media. And so I'm always on the lookout and trying to be valuable and not waste the time of those people who have given me their trust and are following me on social media. I'm trying to be a good friend. Yes. Hmm. When I first started with Twitter, I used to... I told you this on, on my website. <laughs> there you go. On, on my website, I very seldom post anything that I have written. I usually host other authors and and promote mm-hmm. their work. That's the purpose of my site. Mm-hmm. So my feeling was, oh, if I tweet this out six times a day, I'm promoting Jane Smith, who right. is on my website right now. But like you pointed out to me, <clears throat> I'm still pointing people to my website. Mm-hmm. So I'm having a hard time getting over that. And my feeling, Edie, is that I I see this Twitter feed and there's how many thousand messages on there. And my thought is, well, gee, if somebody didn't get on there in the millisecond that my tweet goes by, Mm -hmm. I need to repeat it over and over and over. And I guess that's not the way it works. So enlighten me a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and it's really hard to to draw that line. Um, I ha- I now have a lot of people. I have a core team that blogs for me on the right conversation, and I always do try to 
um, share their blog posts on social media and everything. But since I own the website and I get the credits every time somebody on that website, even though they also get credit, it's still something that's promoting me. And so I just work really hard not to um, promote others or not to promote myself ahead of other people. And one of the side effects of promoting all these other people, and one that I really didn't think about when I went into it, is the fact that these people, the majority of people, when you, like you said, when you retweet somebody, they're looking for a chance to retweet you. These people want to share my stuff because I've been good about sharing theirs. So I rarely have to schedule things about myself. Because there are so many people out there already doing it, it's kind of redundant. Well, that's a good point too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear what you're saying there. I know I've been I use Hootsuite, and I've talked to you about that too in in, in emails. And I love Hootsuite, but the problem I have with it is that when I try to retweet somebody, if I don't want to retweet them right at that minute, because I know that I've already got a tweet scheduled out there, I have to pretty much cut and paste it, but then when I do that and I want to add retweet RT for retweet mm-hmm. at Christ Like Today, for example, mm-hmm. that's one of our mm-hmm. sister shows mm-hmm. here at, at Roadless Travel. Mm-hmm. Well, then that makes the word count too long. <laughs> so then well, I have to go actually, and edit their tweet, and I hate doing that. <laughs> well, all of us who get things retweeted know that people will retweet and sometimes they have to shorten things so that they can get the retweeting done. But you can retweet things directly from Hootsuite. You can search for and find their, either you can do a search for their name, like at Edie Melson or for a hashtag that they have and find that tweet. And you can click on the retweet button in Hootsuite and it will allow you to schedule it. So you don't have to do it at that very moment. I really don't do thing on Twitter except check my followers and follow people back. I do everything else from Hootsuite. Okay, and I haven't quite mastered that yet, I guess, Edie, because I haven't figured out how to find people, how to do a search in Hootsuite, I guess. Well, you do it by adding a stream. uh, Right, I added the home feed stream. Right. Well, you can add another stream just of that person, and then as soon as you find their tweet and schedule it, you can delete it. Okay. All right. Maybe I can do that. Tell us a little bit about Facebook and what the best way is for a writer to build an audience through through that venue, because even though... I've been working with you for days in this class, driving you nuts with emails. I'm still confused, Edie. Well, at least you can send out the email, so there you go. I can send out the email to Edie, and she probably cringes every time she sees my name on it. Not at all. Well, what you don't realize is all of the questions that I get asked during this class, one of the reasons I teach this class, first and foremost, is to give back because other people have helped me so much in my writing career, but also because a month-long class can give me topics for a year of blog posts. So every question you ask, somebody else has that question. And a lot of times I can turn that into 
a, a blog post explaining it more clearly because it's obviously not clear. And so I appreciate questions like that. But I think it's basis. <laughs> see, you're doing me a favor. Okay, now I don't feel quite so bad. I can just see the blog post right now. Let's. Uh, I came across an individual. Let's call her. Oh, I don't know, Pat. <laughs> I have nightmares about this woman. Oh, my. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Um, but I, the thing about Facebook is Facebook is based on social interaction. That's the way the mm-hmm. creators set it up. And so you, we have to, as writers, we have to share things, post updates, that are shareable and that will engage people. We need to get the conversation going because Facebook has something called the edge rank algorithm, which sounds like a big nasty name and it really kind of is because (laughs) it's a mathematical equation that Facebook uses to decide what things you're going to like to see on Facebook. And that's why you don't see everything from everybody Mm -hmm. anymore. But they judge part of these, what is what you're going to see on what kind of interaction that post has gotten when it initially goes out. For example, if I send out a post that uh, when I sign my latest book contract, I put a picture up and announced that I had signed with Worthy Inspired for this new military family book. And initially it got lots of likes and lots of comments. Well, Facebook decided that because it was getting so much interaction and even some sharing that they, Facebook would then show it to a larger group of people. And that garnered even more comments and likes and shares. So it was shared to a third larger group. So about a week down the road, I still have people who are seeing this post for the very first time. And that's okay. why we see things out of time as well. But I have four basic things that I share on Facebook. I either share a quote, an inspirational quote, or a Bible verse, uh, or I share um, something that's funny Mm -hmm. because, you know, laughter is good medicine, or I share, I, I ask a question or ask people to comment on something that has happened. And the fourth one is I share uh, something that I consider to be a valuable link, something that I think the peop- would enrich the lives of the people who are reading it. So those are my four basic things that I am posting on Facebook and getting uh, people to talk about. Okay. Well, Edie, we're going to break in about five minutes here. So I wonder if you could, before we do that, if you could briefly touch on some of the basics of creating a blog. And we have your header for your blog right up here on our screen mm-hmm. for those that are watching on YouTube. That's such a cool or, name, The Right Conversation. The right conversation. So, yeah. That is so That's, witty. Yeah. yeah, I love it. Actually, it's a bad name because no. <laughs> as writers, I mean, it is clever, and I kind of lucked into it because I built it back before I knew anything. Uh, But as writers, we're going to write a lot of different things on a lot of different topics, and we're going to speak about a lot of different things. And the, the foundation of our brand, of who we are online, is really our name. So if I had been wise, I would have had 
edmelson.blogspot.com, and then I would have just titled it The Right Conversation instead of making that the actual blog address. So my right. workaround was I bought the domain name, edmelson.com, and I had that pointed to my blog. So if you type in edmelson.com, the right conversation will come up. But I think the basic about blogging is we need to remember that is our online home, and we need to be good hosts. Um, we need to facilitate conversation, and that means at the end of a blog post, we need to ask open-ended questions. Because if we post something and there's nothing for people to comment directly on or to answer, then you're going to get several, oh, great posts, and then people won't comment anymore because they don't know what to say and they feel stupid saying the thing that the past <laughs> two commenters have said. So it's kind of like we, we stop the conversation that way. And we also need to make sure that we have a way for people to connect with us in other places, our social media, through email signups, through RSS feed, all of these different things. Um, but I think the biggest thing is that we need to be there regularly. In addition to it being our online home, we also have to treat it like a business. And I don't know about you, but if I visit the dry cleaner down the street and they're not open about the first two or three times I go there, even though their hours say they're open, I'm not going to go back. And yeah. it's the same thing. We expect people to come regularly to our site and visit us but we're not willing to put the same effort into being there regularly. So I tell people it's very important to build your credibility and build your dependability with your audience right up front. Sure, they'll forgive life happens, you know, um, mm -hmm. somebody gets sick or, you, you know, you have a family emergency. Yeah, that's going to be fine. But if you are consistently not posting or posting late in the day when – when they're coming on, you, they know you're posting Monday and they come Monday morning and you're not there till Tuesday mm -hmm. or Monday afternoon, then that discourages our audience. And frankly, there are too many other good blogs out there for us to withstand that kind of competition. Yeah, I think that that's one of the things that, that people see a lot of the times. They'll go to a either a web page or a blog post or something like that, and you'll see that it hasn't been updated for two months. And, right. and the first thing that you think of is just like Edie was talking about, is walking by a a, a business of some sort, and, and you're like, oh, they've they've gone out of business. That's no longer a, uh, a viable blog post to go to. So it, it, I've got a bunch of questions to ask her after. <laughs> Maybe I can do that, but you got to get to a break, We're don't you? We're going to break here yeah. right now, Edie, so... <laughs> Hang on with us. We'll be back in, what, about four to five minutes, yeah. and we'll continue our conversation, the right conversation. The right conversation. We'll be right back. <laughs> Two roads diverged in a wood, and I took the one less traveled. And that has made all the difference. The road less traveled Internet Ministries. Derek and George Live Becoming Christlike Salo and Hutch All stops on the road The road of enlightenment The road of discovery 
Join us each Thursday and Friday morning at 8 a.m. Mountain Time and Saturday evening at 6 p.m. Mountain Time as we invite you to join us on a journey, a journey on the road less traveled. Right here on Blog Talk Radio. If you watch a game, it's fun. If you play it, it's recreation. But if you work at it, it's golf. A golf course should aspire to generate as much energy as it consumes. And four miles north of Marion, Indiana, is a golf course that does just that. 6,690 yards of pure energy. Arbor Trace Golf Club is a course that's beauty is matched only by its bite. A course that can test not only the steel of one's nerves, but the metal of their irons. It's a course for the beginner who desires to learn the game as well as the player who is ready to challenge it. So whether you're looking to play just for the fun of the game or the opportunity to work hard on it, Arbor Trace Golf Club is the course for you. Give Arbor Trace Golf Club a shot, because in golf, the most important shot you ever make is the next one. Stay connected to what matters most with high-speed service from Seacom. For the home, we offer access where you need it most. Whether you're looking for high-speed Internet or an in-home voice package or both, Seacom has your house covered. Send emails, download music, and surf the web with the fastest service in southeast Colorado. Our two-way wireless connections offer download speeds of up to 15 megabytes, but with a fiber connection, the sky is the limit. For the business, Seacom offers voice plans, broadband internet, BSL, and Ethernet circuits. Our fully integrated Metro Ethernet platform segregates your data traffic logically at the switch, avoiding the latency of multiple routers and quality of service overhead. With only a single router between you and our nationwide backbone carriers, you really will experience the Internet at the speed of light. We also offer point-to-point data links to connect all of your business locations. And if you're looking for carrier-grade data transport or dark fiber, look no further than Seacom's extensive privately-owned fiber network. We own and maintain our own network with more than 1,200 miles of fiber and growing throughout southeast Colorado. So whether you're looking for dark fiber, for cable, a dedicated corporate network, or carrier-grade data transport. Seacom has the answers. Visit us at seacom.net or call us at 1-800-657-7149. Seacom, world-class communications right in your backyard. Hello to all of Derek's listeners. Thanks, Derek, for giving me time to share my heart's passion, encouraging cancer, long-term illness patients, and their families. Gilead is an outreach that encourages over 2,400 people in 38 states. Our goal is to bring hope and help to those on the journey through the unknowns of treatment, family stress, and spiritual questions. One such story is Eric, whose senior year in high school was interrupted by the cancer that he was diagnosed with, interrupting a three-sport high school year. It changed his life and his perspective. Today, Eric's family oversees a foundation helping to find a cure. We're currently in our 15th year. We'd love to have you as a partner, either as a volunteer or a gift financially. Look for us on Facebook at Gilead Ministries. Welcome back to Lit Speak with Patty Sheen on Blog Talk Radio. 
Hi, and welcome back. You're right here on Literally Speaking on Blog Talk Radio and Road Less Travels Internet Ministries. We have Edie Nelson, who is a social media expert and author with us today. The first thing we do when we return from our break is announce our giveaway winner from last week. However, mm-hmm. first I have something really yeah. exciting to talk about, and it involves Edie. Edie has a new book coming out called While My Soldier Serve. Mm-hmm. And it will be available in May. However, it is currently available on pre-order. You can find the information on how to pre-order it on my website. But in the meantime, I will tell you the name of the the website to go to is whilemysoldierserves.com. Mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. one word, while my soldier serves. And the exciting thing is that if a person pre-orders the book, <clears throat> the cost is nine ninety nine, and USPS shipping is free. <clears throat> That's always good. Oh, yes, yeah. absolutely. If a person orders the the book on pre-order, they will also receive 15 additional prayers mm. for their military family members. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a wonderful That's so timely, offer. too. And oh, my goodness, the, the reason yes, I say absolutely. that is because and I, it doesn't need to get all political or go crazy or whatever. But, <laughs> but you know, American Sniper was out. It was right. bringing attention to... Uh, to families uh, of of individuals who go over and serve, and it's just it's it's in the news uh, right now of how important that is. Well, that's a sign of a great writer, isn't it, Edie? Hitting the market while it's hot. I think that's a sign of a great God, actually. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. the ability. Yeah. Well. And yeah. a great writer is the one yeah. who responds to God's call. Yeah. So there you go, the yeah. two together. Mm-hmm. We we do need to announce the winner of our last week's giveaway. Last week we I had. I didn't win. No, you didn't win. Last <laughs> week we had Marlene Bagnell here, and we had a choice of either her write his answer, or mm-hmm. her other book. And my mm-hmm. goodness, it's blanking me. Oh, my turn to care. My, my turn to that care. Blanked me with yeah. uh-huh. book was. Anyway, our winner is Eve. Eve won. And actually. She has a choice, but I believe in her comment she stated that she had read right as an answer uh-huh. and love a chance to read a copy of My Turn to Care. So there you mm-hmm. go, Eve. If you're not listening today, you'll be getting an email from me letting me know. Congratulations, Eve. So congratulations, I just don't sound excited Eve. about that, don't I? Well, no, because you never win, but. <laughs> Bummed out. <laughs> yeah, there you go. We'll, we'll be doing a, a giveaway later on in the show mm-hmm. of a couple of. Mm-hmm. Edie's books, but right now let's get back to the <laughs> topic that we were discussing. Edie, you've given us an overview of Facebook and Twitter and, and blogging, so here comes my next question. I'm a pre-published writer, or mm-hmm. pre-published in, in the novel world anyway. I've written a couple of articles for local newspapers and local <clears throat> magazines and things like that, and I don't know if I'm ever going to be a world-famous novelist, or if I'm ever going to get very far with my, besides the maybe the church newsletter, which I... I believe in you, but, Pat. Oh, thank you. <laughs> anyway, I'm really not talking about myself. I'm just talking about a person who is thinking along this line. Uh-huh. And the question is, why should I bother with all this stuff? Shouldn't I be spending my time doing my writing? Well, I think that our priority as writers has to be our writing and has to be um, learning how to write well. But I also think it's very important that we're connecting with our audience. And a lot of people say, well, I'm pre-published. What do I have to say? 
Well, you connect with people online the same way you connect with people in person, and that is through common interests. And I know that everybody out there is interesting, and you all have something that you can be sharing that is interesting to people. Truthfully, um, the only reason somebody follows a novelist initially as a novelist is if they're already famous. People who follow people who happen to write are because they have something interesting to share. And we do that, especially as fiction writers, by choosing something that we're passionate about, whether it's gardening or evangelism or missions or horses or cat videos, whatever it is, uh, we all have something that we find interesting. And if we can focus on that, then our audience will find us. Hmm. That that makes some yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah, that's those are good points. Well, Edie, in addition to Facebook and Twitter, you've got LinkedIn and Pinterest and Google Plus. They're just a few of the many other social media venues that are available, and it seems there's something new coming out every few weeks. So, how many social community social media communities do you feel writers should connect with, and how? And we've already talked about how a little bit about how a writer can balance the two, but how many do you think a person should be involved in? Well, I think the basics that you have to be involved in are Twitter and Facebook. And the reason for that is because you'll hit almost 100% of your audience with those two networks. Now, Mm -hmm. I am also very active on Google+, just because Mm -hmm. that's a little bit more techier, network and it integrates video and live streaming and all the stuff that I get excited about. Um, But I don't think any writer can do justice to more than three, maybe four networks at a time. And I think we, it's really important to, to do the basics, do them well, and then add things very carefully. Don't go chasing the next new thing because with social media, it does take time. Small, consistent steps will get you way down the road, but leaping from this to that to something else will just set you back. It'll just make you go backwards. Okay, well, Mm -hmm. that's good to know. I just recently joined Pinterest. I was back visiting my sister, and she got me on Pinterest, and I still have the same three pictures on there. (laughs) (laughs) Not many many boards created there for Pat. Yeah, I have two boards and three pictures, so... I, that's well, something I like to play with, though. It just looks like fun. <laughs> there are some people who really love Pinterest, and there are others like me who just, I'm not a scrapbooker, and that's just mm-hmm. not my yeah. thing. I have a small presence there, but I don't spend hardly any time at all there. I think we have to learn to, to what is our social media sweet spot and Mm -hmm, focus our efforts there, but we also want to be careful and not put all of our social media eggs in one basket. In other words, don't just build your your social media network on Facebook because suppose Facebook changes or suppose somebody makes a mistake and suddenly labels you as a spammer and Mm -hmm. uh, bans you from life on Facebook. You know, suppose that happens the week or the day your book is releasing. If that's the only option you have with social media, then you're literally up a creek without a paddle. So you need to spread things out over a couple or three networks, but still spend time where you feel most comfortable. Again, here's my one one question that I'm allowed during the show. 
may, may I ask a question, Pat? Because you may. I'm just, I'm done. Edie, as I sit here and listen to you, and you talk about venturing into new uh, social networking sites, and, and we all know that they all have their, their own flavor. Uh, Tumblr is obviously a different flavor than Facebook. And and uh, do you think it's advantageous if a, if a, if an author – uh, can handle it. Is it advantageous uh, to enter into some of the, and, and I'm going to use the word graphic as, as pictures, not as bad, but uh, <laughs> sites such as Instagram or, or things like that. Is, is that something that, that authors can get into? I'm trying in my mind to sit here and think about how you would utilize that. Uh, but is that something that you recommend or is that something that you say, you know, maybe in your personal life, but maybe not in your professional life? I definitely think it is. Um, Pinterest is very valuable for authors if they like to do it. Um, you also have to look at who your audience is. If you mm-hmm. have um, a, an audience who are women in their uh, 30s, um, then that is your prime market because that's who populates that site. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a YA, young adult market, and you're writing that, um, it's going to be like a, a wasteland for you. You would be much better off working on Tumblr or Instagram, mm-hmm. which is where all the younger people are. Um, if your audience is 50 or above, then Facebook is going to be ideal for you. If your audience is in their 30s or you're trying to reach an audience in their 30s, then, again, Facebook is kind of a wasteland. You need to be hanging out on Twitter. So each Mm -hmm. network has its own audience, and I have several blog posts that do a breakdown of what the different audiences are per the major social networks, and um, that kind of helps you at least get a starting point, and then you have to feed in what your own way of communicating is to see if that's a good match. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to emphasize, Edie, that your website, the, your blog, The Right Conversation, is an excellent, excellent resource for mm-hmm. people that, like me, are very confused about the whole social media picture because you just address any number of issues about Facebook, about Twitter, about blogging, all these kind of things. So it is a wonderful, yeah. wonderful resource. And probably for, uh, for writers yeah. and even non-writers. Well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah, is that it it's probably a great it's a great place to go even if even if you're not a writer, don't don't think that oh, I'm not an author, so the right conversation isn't for me. That's probably just great information for everybody who wants to exactly. to delve into the area of social media. Exactly. Edie, we're going to be doing our giveaway here in about five minutes, so it would be appropriate to talk about the books that we're going to be giving away. Mm-hmm. Therefore, <laughs> tell us about your, I believe it was a recently released, re-released publication, mm-hmm. uh, Connection, Social Media, and Networking Techniques for Writers, and that pretty much speaks for itself. Is there anything you wanted to tell us about that book? Well, I'm really excited about this book. The first book was an e-book, and it was much smaller, and um, it, it did very well. It hit the bestseller list on Amazon and stayed there until we pulled it down. Um, but when we wrote this book, um, what we did is we went to the theory behind 
social media in, social media rather than the actual go to this board and click this button to get to this place because those interfaces are constantly changing. So instead, I'm teaching about uh, what makes a shareable social media update and how do you keep up with a blog schedule and different things like that. And they're written in very short articles, about a page, page and a half at the max. And at the end of every article is a connection point where you actually get a chance to practice what you've just read about. And so oh, wow. you can go Excellent. through the book and you can pick the, the things that you need help with and you can actually practice on them. And everything that's in the book is on my blog. So if you have okay. comments or questions, you can reach me through that blog as well and get additional information. Very good. And the second book that we're going to uh, mm -hmm. offer today, you, like I mentioned in, in the introduction, you apparently obviously have a very deep passion for the military families and, and those who are dealing with a loved one who is serving. And the name of your second book is Fighting Fear. And I can't recall. Winning the, the war at home when your soldiers Winning leave for battle. There you go. It's right next to me here. <laughs> yes. And when yeah. I'd like to know a little bit about why, where is your connection with with the military community? And we have about well, our, one and a half minutes before the giveaway. So <laughs> <laughs> then we'll our come back oldest to son, our oldest son, graduated from high school in 2006 and went straight to Marine Corps boot camp and two tours wow. in Iraq. And um, so I know what it's like to face that kind of fear of having somebody that you love um, in harm's way in the middle of the war zone, because he was a frontline infantry Marine during some heavy, heavy, heavy fighting. And he did not come out unscathed. He came out injured. And mm. so um, I told God that if he got us through this, he could do anything that he wanted with our story and with my story. And so I've been writing to military families ever since. Mm. Well, that's wonderful. Yeah, that's, that, that's a fantastic thing. And Edie, on behalf of the Road Less Traveled and everybody here at Let's Speak, make sure, you, uh, make sure that you uh, uh, tell your son thank you for his service. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, now we come to the time in our show when we advertise our Bitspeak Liberal Steel of the Week. <laughs> that I never this win. This is the highlight of the show for Derek because of the little jingle that he yeah, created. And Let's play the jingle. He just absolutely loves it. <laughs> it's time for Let's Speak Literary Steel of the Week. Every time I hear that, Pat, I just, it, it just makes me happy. It took him weeks to come up with that. Oh, it meeting. did not. Come on. <laughs> That's wrong. That's wrong. So, All right, just go, Pat. Just tell people how they can get the book. You're time here. Time is getting short. <laughs> but it was my, it was my thing. Yeah. How do you get the book? Okay, well, let me tell you. Like I said, the two books that we are giving away today are Edie's uh, Connections book and also her uh, her Fighting Fear mm -hmm. book, which I'm sure are two wonderful reads. And the way that a person enters the giveaway uh -huh. is to go to, once again, my website. Yep. 
and there's a Blog Talk Radio tab there. And under that Blog Talk Radio tab, there is a page that says Giveaway. At the very bottom, there's a little button that says Add Comment. You hit that. It will ask you for three things. It will ask you for your name. It will ask you for your location, and you can be very generic and general with that. You can put United States if you want to, or mm-hmm. another country if you live in another country. Yeah. And then it will ask you for your email address. I want to emphasize email address is not published to anyone except me, unless you actually put it physically in the comment itself. Your comment can be very simple. I want a book. Let me enter. I want to be in the drawing. You can put anything you want. Give me this now. I can write it. It's always nice if somebody writes a nice little comment and says, I listen to the show. Is that why I don't win? Yeah. Because I don't write. Okay, I don't say anything nice. Actually, you did. One time you did say, I listened, and I said, like, you have a choice. (laughs) (laughs) Can't win either way there. (laughs) Okay. But but anyway, we, we... Invite our listeners to please enter the giveaway because these are two wonderful books. And yeah. I want to reemphasize again the mm-hmm. uh, the name escapes me. While my soldier serves, I want to reemphasize that. I also have information about that on that mm-hmm. giveaway page. Yes. And uh, under the uh, there's a tab also called website and social media information, and yep. you will find the information about how to find Edie for Facebook, her Twitter, mm-hmm. her Write Conversation. I think her Amazon author page is on there, so I try to put as much information as I can on, yeah. on there for folks because I know you listen to the show and you're gone, and a week later you think, gee, I really would like to connect with that person. How do I do that? So come yeah. on over to pattyfeen.com and all that information yeah. is on there. And, of course, our show is archived. Mm-hmm. So if you miss part of it, there's a there's an archived yeah. page where all the shows are. Now, Edie, are is your accessible. son is your son so still serving? To- uh, or is he... Is he- out of the military now? He is out of the military now. Okay. Okay. So that so he I just, got uh, he got out in two thousand and ten. Oh, okay. Oh good. That's good. yeah. Okay. That that is good. Yeah, get back get back to your questions to Edie because okay. I know I, I I just I keep thinking to myself, I'm gonna hang on to this lady like two hours <laughs> yeah, after really? we go off air. <laughs> exactly, I know. I know. Well I I know that this is a passion of yours, Edie, and I wanted to emphasize also if you could tell us a little about about the blog that you do for guidepost.org and how mm. a person can reach that. I, I need to put that on the mm-hmm. side. I don't have it on there. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about what, what that speaks to and and how often you post that on there and so such. On that blog, I post on Tuesdays and Fridays, and that blog has a, a two-pronged purpose. It is, number one, for uh, military families, a place where they can go and find out information and tips uh, shared by people who have been where they are. And number two, it's a place where the communities that serve and minister to these military families can go and find out ways to help and support them. Um, because, like, our, our situation was we didn't live near a military base at all. And so when our son went into the Marine Corps, we had a huge learning curve. And if it hadn't been for people in the community who actually um, knew about some of the ins and outs of military life, we would have just been lost. 
Um, and so this blog kind of addresses that, and it also addresses how to help military families. Um, there are certain needs that they have and certain things that, that really we can come alongside and help them with. So uh, you can get to it by going to guidepost.org, um, and at the top of that you will see a header that says blog up there. It says several things, but you can click on the blogs and you can find my blog that way, or it will be um, one of the featured blogs on Tuesdays and on Fridays when I have a new post up. Oh, very good. Mm. Very good. Mm-hmm. Hey, well, I, I have some <clears throat> connection with the military, not near as intense, shall we say, of a connection mm-hmm. to some folks. My sister and brother-in-law served in the Air Force for yeah. 20 years. Mm-hmm. We were very blessed in that they never really were in serious battle. They right. they did one year overseas in, in Korea, but it was a, a peacetime mm-hmm. service. So we were very blessed that way. And um, then, of course, I worked for the Veterans Administration for many, many years. Right. Yeah. My dream was to go into the Air Force, mm-hmm. but... The recruiter said, "No, you can't see, so you're not going." <laughs> so I didn't get to go, but I, yeah. I did get to to care for veterans, and and that yeah. was a very blessed time in my life. Yeah. So I can identify with a lot of of what our military people are going through, and I could tell just by when I was reading through your your bio and so said, "Gee, I said this this lady has a definite love for military families and a definite." desire to help them and and we appreciate that and once again just like Derek said we want to emphasize how much we appreciate your your son's service absolutely absolutely I have one question thank you very much (laughs) Edie I have one question back to the back to the social media I don't know how I missed it explain the hashtag thing because is is it also available now on Facebook? I have an idea what it does on Twitter, but is it now also available on Facebook because I'm seeing it yeah. more and more on Facebook as well. Yeah. Hashtag Edie explain. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it is on Facebook. It's not as uh, effective on Facebook because of okay. all the privacy settings. Um mm-hmm. it is best on Instagram and Pinterest and um on Twitter is the very best. And basically a hashtag is a number sign in front of a group of letters and or numbers. And um, once you hit the space bar, that hashtag ends. And that is a way of searching for things by topic. For example, one of the most popular hashtags for writers is writing. Hashtag W-R-I-T-I-N-G. And so that's a great way to find new writers or to find people who might have interesting information about writers. Also, if you include that hashtag, um, other writers can find you. And the thing of it is, is you don't have to have any connection. If you do a search for that hashtag, it's time sensitive. So if you have a tweet that just went out with that hashtag, you will come up in that search. Um, okay. So it is very, very, very effective for getting new followers on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when when you're retweeting, talking about the length of the tweets, like we were, you could actually, mm-hmm. if you need need be, you could delete the hashtag because that post is already in there under a hashtag. Is that correct? That is correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. That is correct. Oh, if good. You were well, running, and. I, 
and I recommend that people put their hashtags at the be- at the end rather than at the beginning, so that if yeah. part of the tweet does get cut off, it's not something uh, critical. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's understandable. Well, that clarifies a lot for me because I've seen so much of the yeah of the hashtags and tried to make sense of them and. <laughs> I mean, I had a general idea. Sure. I had a general idea. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. You know, one of the things, and, and we've only got just uh, six minutes left, but I was I was going to ask Edie this. You and I have talked about this, too. Uh, not only, and obviously Edie does it with, with the writing community, but uh, how advantageous the social media is to, to the church community oh, as yeah. well. And uh, people like Edie uh, that that you have access to, I, I've said this before. One of the one of the classes that should be taught at churches is to bring people in uh, who don't know that much about social media, but maybe maybe have a computer and because it it is such a vital a vital thing. Uh, Edie, do you? Do you see it or hear or are you ask a lot about that about social media f- for for church communities? Um, yes, as a matter of fact, that's one of the big parts of what I do is I mm-hmm. do speak to churches, I educate the staff, I come in and teach classes to a congregation um, on how to effectively use social media to engage with um, people who are unchurched. Uh, people in your congregation who maybe won't contact you any other way if there's mm-hmm. something going on. There's a lot of advantages, and there are several organizations that have missionary programs that are run completely um, online through email and things like that. So sure. um, there's yeah. some really mm-hmm. exciting stuff because there's a big part of the world that we can't get to any other way but through social media. I think that's fantastic. Another, just, another uh, quick question. Mm-hmm. Hush, Derek. I'm sorry. I have to, I'm sorry. I've got so many. <laughs> Another quick question, Edie. How much concern do you think there should be about privacy? How much is a real concern and how much is paranoia? Well, I think it's very important that we're smart online. Um, if somebody is following you or contacting you on social media and it makes you uncomfortable, then you need to sever that connection immediately. And if they try to connect you after that, you need to report them as as dangerous um, because you've got to you've got to draw your line early. But beyond that, as far as uh, being fearful of you know people being able to hack into your accounts and things like that, I think it is vital that we understand that it is very important that every single password you have is different from every other password you have. And mm-hmm. that you wrote, not rotate, but that you change those passwords about every six months. I can honestly mm. say that I have never been hacked. Of course, now that I say that, I will probably get hacked. But uh, <laughs> I, spend, I spend an inordinate amount of time online. And because I, I take care to make sure that I have the basic safety things in place, I have been very fortunate and not run into any kind of problem. Okay. We're out of time, Pat. I'm so sad. So sad. Hey, real quick, Edie, can you tell us uh, how do do people, what's the best place for people to get a hold of you online? What's the best site to go to? Uh, Either Twitter, at E. 
Edie Melson or at edmelson.com, my blog. And that is a Melson with an M as in Melson. <laughs> as in <laughs> mileage. That's right, that, just that's... misspell Nelson. That 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 that's exactly right. We gotta go, Pat. That's Edie, so we sad. can't thank you enough. Yes. This has been a wonderful, wonderful hour. And like I said, well, I think Derek and I agree we could pick your brain for the next six. Oh, I know, <laughs> I know, just fantastic. Thank you so it's much, good. Edie. Listeners, don't forget well, to go to the website <laughs> pattysheen.com for the giveaway. Don't forget to check out Edie's website. Website, she like I said, she has a fantastic website, and she's great on Twitter and. And on Facebook, she's a good role model. Let mm-hmm. me put it that way. If you want mm-hmm. to learn how to how to set up a good social media, then you go check out Edie's because she yeah. is a wonderful example. Yeah. Thank you so much, Edie. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye, Dale. Thank you. What's next week? Next week, we have a lady by the name of Elizabeth Ludwig. And uh-huh. uh-huh. did realize next week is... St. Patrick's Day. That's right. It is dead on the day, isn't it? That's right. Elizabeth is the author of a three-book series Mm. that entitled, oh, goodness, what is the name of that? I don't know. Something Freedom Series. Something Freedom Series. Yes, I'm so sorry. My apologizes to Elizabeth Mm -hmm. if she's listening. I can't remember the name. Well, we'll find it. I know the first book is No Safe Harbor. I'm about finished with it, and I Mm -hmm. love it. I wish I had time to read all three. Mm -hmm. But anyway, she Mm -hmm. she talks about... uh, Irish immigrants in yep. that book, so uh, in that series, so okay, I think she's going to be really fun. And I want to remind our listeners, as always, throughout the coming week, let your heart be open to what God is telling you through your imagination and act upon it. Goodbye. We'll see you next week, Tuesday morning at eight a.m. Mountain Standard Time. God bless you all. God Thank bless you for listening. There is a candle in every soul. Some brightly burning, some dark and cold. There is a spirit who brings a fire, ignites a candle, and makes his Your